There are a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL draft this year. My name is Ben Solak, and I host the Ringer NFL Draft Show with Danny Kelly, Danny Heifetz, and Greg Horbeck. We cover trades, free agency, and the draft, which is, yeah, obviously. We'll tell you about everything, which includes which quarterbacks are good, which quarterbacks are bad, and which quarterbacks are just Kirk Cousins. That is the Ringer NFL Draft Show. Search the Ringer NFL Draft Show on Spotify. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter-player props, player-assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. Visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the, the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I.com slash Simmons. Domus show is yours truly Raheem Palmer, aka the Rostradamus. Y'all know how it's going down. We got a special, special guest in the building. We got my main man. He's probably one of the best in NBA handicappers out here. So I wanted to bring him on to talk to you guys. My main man, Michael Fiddle, in the building. What's good? Let's go. I finally get to watch the best intro in the podcast game live in studio. It's just as good as it is on the pod. I'm hyped to be here. Got plenty of stuff to talk about, so let's get it popping. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is what is your process for handicapping NBA games? Like, I, I see you, you like you're on Twitter. You put out a number of games. You're actually working with you know a big time prominent professional gambler out there. Um, he doesn't play a lot of NBA, so he relies on you. What's your process for handicapping an NBA game? I appreciate you giving out a secret not many people know, Raheem. That's something that me and you in the back end know. But my process is pretty much, and half the Twitter community is going to roll their eyes at this one, it's beating the closing line. It's very simple. It's obtaining closing line value. I go into each game with the premise of, I want to forego my basketball opinion, and I want to obtain a good position in the market. If a game is priced at 5.5 and the opening line was 3.5, The ticket that I want to have right there is a minus 3.5, a minus 4, a minus 4.5. I don't care who's playing. I know when we get up to that minus 5, a minus 5 is the most common push number in the NBA. 
a, a number five is the second most common outcome in the NBA. So I know how to weight these outcome frequencies and these statistical probabilities to their what the numbers are. And I'll play certain numbers literally based off the strength of their number alone. So, for example, um, can I even go into one tonight? Yeah. Yeah, okay. go ahead. For example, we have the uh, Detroit Pistons and Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, if you're watching the Detroit Pistons and Cleveland Cavaliers game tonight, you're either a Pistons fan, a Cavs fan, or someone with money on the game. So my whole goal in this game, for, for example, Raheem, is to have a better number than the closing line because if the closing line represents a 50-50 chance at it and then I've obtained a point or two points better, then my percentage is whatever those hit ratios are on top of my 50%. And ultimately, we all know that the most important number in sports betting is 52.38. 52.38 is the implied probability for a minus 110. Implied probability, it's getting really nerdy really early, Raheem. Implied probability is not your expected hit rate, but your what you're paying to break even. So if your expected hit rate exceeds your implied probability, you're putting yourself in a good position. So I know that the Pistons are bringing Simone Fontecchio off the bench. I know mm-hmm. that they just traded Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. They even got rid of Kevin Knox, who's been one of their better shooters, surprisingly. Beef Stew, I don't if is he coming back off the suspension yet? Is he still suspended for one more? He's been one of their better shooters. They have no shooting left. All of their numbers from the opening lines to the closing lines are coming down. I grabbed an under in this game immediately. There's still some 222s on the board. Uh, that would be a strong play for me on this slate. They just don't have the shooting to keep up. They're bottom of the league in three-point frequency and efficiency. But even more so than stacking upon these basketball angles, it's really mm-hmm. just a market read that 222 is going to be higher than the closing number for this game. So so I got to back up because, I mean, you gave us so much. All way in too one, much. In, way too much early. You gave us a lot in one place. So I think the biggest thing is how are you arriving at what the number should be? And where it's going to go. Do you have a model? Like, how are you actually pricing these games out? All right. Here's another great way to segue over to one more game. And hopefully this oh, doesn't oh, oh, oh. we got we got to slow down. We got to slow down. It's just a different way to show what's going on with numbers moving. Right. I'm not just jumping into something new, but just saying, how would you price out a game? Well, we look at Pelicans Pacers and these two teams just played each other two days ago. Mm. So now we're in like this little baseball type series that the mm. NBA has been doing where you're playing these home and homes. You're playing two games against each other in really short order. It's kind of new and recent in the NBA schedule. We've seen an uptick in these. So uh, this is since the pandemic, you, pretty much the pandemic yeah, exactly. ch- changed everything to where, okay, you know what? We're going to save some of these guys some travel time and we're going to have a, a, a either a back to back. We've always had the home road back to back. But right. the home home back to back is relatively new, but we've always seen this. Right. This is something in my work that I literally call the Raheem Palmer trick. I shout you out every time that I do this, but I'll go look at what the closing line was for the previous game because Raheem, me and you both know the closing line is taking into account all of their recent sa- sample size from the data. Whereas the opening line for the next game when they play each other two days later is a bit skewed based on the result that mm-hmm. just happened. So one thing that I'll do in terms of trying to forecast and price out a line is I'll go look at a game like the Pacers-Pelicans. Last game's total opened at 242. It closed mm-hmm. at 239. This one opens at 237 and a half. 
it's a no-brainer moment for me to say, go grab the over because this is an overreaction and it is going to go back to where the market was for the game that they just played two days ago. The one game sample size is not enough to swing what the market was reading for 20, 30, 40 games, the whole season, even preseason priors going into that market before. So it'll push back to where it was. That is one way to price games. You could also mm-hmm. just look at recent schedule. In terms of strength of schedule, I personally love looking at last two. You might call it a really small sample wait, size. Wait, wait, wait. This is the first time I'm hearing this. I haven't, yeah. I've never heard of the last two. I've, I've heard of last five, last 10, last 15. People even want to get crazy, want to say last three. If you know, I'm okay with last three. I like last two if you're able to shave. And Billy Walters in the Joe Rogan podcast just talked about this. If you're able to weed out the outliers, like this person, the Max Struess game hitting a half-court shot. Like if you're mm-hmm. willing to wait that out and say that was actually a Mavericks win and and formulate into your handicapping, I like last two because just like the NBA individual game is, the season is too. It's a game of runs. Uh, you follow my work. You know how much I prioritize the NBA schedule, the, the travel schedule, the three games in four days. The, so I'll try and pick off those spots. And I'll use last two in comparison to historical data of how this team does in three games and four, or how this team does fourth game on a road trip type of situation. But I actually prioritize last two. So you know where rotations are. You know where mm-hmm. who's playing hot. You know who's injured. You know who's a little sick. So I actually prioritize last two. That's very, very interesting. Um, it's, it's not something because I always, you know, I think most people, they want a bigger sample size. So that's really, really fascinating that you said that. Now. Let's get back into this this Cleveland Cavaliers game because, you know, like I use a model for, you know, a lot of people know this. I have a model and it's a baseline, but it's never the entire picture because I think there's things that, you know, the model just doesn't capture. Now, for this particular game, you're looking at Donovan Mitchell. He is a game time decision here. Um, and I think obviously and he has left knee soreness. So obviously that's going to have a big impact on this game. Now, my model actually, you know, particularly likes this game over. But when I'm looking at the game factors, I agree with you. And this was one I had written down. So I agree with you on the under here. Um, is there any reason, you know, is there any other reasons why you would like to play the under in this game? It's 221 now. It has come down. Um, if we were looking at 223 and a half. What would you play this down to? Honestly, I think 221 and a half is the last number that I would play it at. I know this is a FanDuel show. Can I explain why FanDuel has used to have the best number, but now has the worst number just from a market moving context? It's not anti-FanDuel. My bet for this game is on FanDuel. If two lines are the same, I choose to put my bet on FanDuel because they have the best customer service, cash out rates, Mm -hmm. flexibility. So if you have two lines in the same spot, submit it at FanDuel. Uh, My bet for this game is at FanDuel. The reason why FanDuel has the worst number in the market now is because they've had the best number in the market for the majority of the time. So when under action was coming in on a 222 and a half, uh, 223 and a half, where Raheem said it started, 222, they're going to take the under action if other books like, I won't mention names, are waiting at 221 and a half or in the waters. So FanDuel's taken the most under action. So what they have to do right now as a sports book is drop the number to the lowest below everyone else so that other books start taking uh, the under money and FanDuel starts taking the over money. It's just an interesting way to understand why some of these numbers might move, not only in a market context, but in context of one another. We say moving on air. This is 
kind of a sign where they've taken action on the under and they're moving on air below everyone because they want other books now to take the under, meaning we should also be taking some unders. Go find the best number and take an under. Okay, so we have Cleveland Cavaliers, Detroit Pistons as one of your best bets. It's one that I agree with, too. It's one that I've written down. So I'm actually glad that you spoke on that game. This episode is brought to you by Viore. I love sports. I know you do, too. I also know that lots of you exercise, but if you're like me and my wife, the the beloved sports gal, you're sick and tired of ugly, uncomfortable workout gear, especially, you know, I do a lot of walking. I walk around LA. I make calls. I listen to podcasts. Here are two words that will change everything. Viore clothing, a line of activewear that is unbelievable. The best thing about Viore is you can lounge around in it. You can work out in it. You can go outside. You can go shopping down in your local wherever. And you never feel like you're either underdressed or overdressed. You're just comfortable. You can wear it when you're training, traveling, lounging around the house. Go get yourself some of the most comfortable and versatile clothing on the planet. Here's the deal. Our listeners get 20% off their first purchase at viori.com slash Simmons. Once again, V-U-O-R-I dot com slash Simmons. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Now, Let's get back to the Indiana Pacers, New Orleans Pelicans game. And this is an interesting one because you talked about, you know, the closing line for that game. My model puts this game at 243. And when you watch those two teams play the other day, it was an ideal situational spot for the Indiana Pacers. I mean, Indiana Pacers were playing three and four nights, but the Pelicans were playing a back-to-back and five and seven nights. And with suspensions. With suspensions, but also a lot of people, I mean, I don't know if you guys actually follow, like, this is a tip, and I think this is something that everybody should do. You should create a Twitter account or a Twitter list and just follow every single beat writer and every single writer for every team that you can find. Because if you did that, you would have realized that the Pelicans, they're playing, like, they, they they took off late and they arrived late. So this was a tired team going into that game. So there was a ton of sharp money on the Indiana Pacers at, you know, minus five and a half, minus six. I mean, they they bet that game up. And, you know, the Pelicans tried their best to keep it close, but they really couldn't get there. So that was a, a slam Pacers spot. Now, you mentioned the two-game series. And, you know, one of the things about the two-game series is you tend to see one team cover and then the team who loses tends to come back a little bit more motivated. So I like I agree with you on that over, but I think this line being five and a half for the Pelicans, it's telling you take the Pelicans. What's your thoughts on that? I definitely agree. 
Uh, I definitely agree there. We're, we also get a sense of how much is home court advantage worth for each of these teams, and we could start to forecast that into the playoffs when we get there. So take note of this, how this spread is moving. Damn near 10 points between home field advantages on each side, right? It closed at, at Pacers minus five or four and a half. And now it's back to Pelicans minus five and a half. So they're telling you neutral court Pelicans. Shoot, are a it was it's a little higher than that because it actually closed. I think it closed Pacers minus seven. No way. Yeah, it, that crazy. line was pretty I high. I, I, it was, it was I like six and a half, seven. Night. Yeah, I stepped out that night. But you're, you're, first of all, you're right. Can I add on to the whole the beat writers thing in the funniest way? Yeah, go ahead. I, one of my, uh, I, I actually created a Twitter account not to just follow all of them because I'll follow all of them from, from my standard Twitter account. I'll follow any listener who follows, who follows me. I'll follow everyone back. I follow like 9,000 people, but mm-hmm. I'll even use a different because my profile says gambling stuff. I'll even yeah. message beat writers from another one of like the mm-hmm. Phoenix Suns beat writers, Dwayne mm-hmm. Rankin and be like, Hey, Dwayne thinking about going to the game tonight do you know if so-and-so is playing i've never gotten a hit on the information but i will literally dm some of the people and be like hey i'm going to the game tonight or like hey me and my buddy we're gonna go show up or i'm thinking about taking my girlfriend i haven't actually gotten insider news before it happens but it's it's a funny tactic to take interesting that's so interesting i, I mean you got to do what you got to do to get information in this game and i think information is key i mean you look at a guy like billy walters before the internet this was a guy who was literally paying people to, you know, snatch every newspaper around a country so he can get that information. So, unfortunately, um, we have the Internet, so we don't have to do as much work as he did. But um, at the end of the day, however you get the information is however you get the information. Now, let's you like move the Pels in the spot. Yeah, you like the Pels. Can so you explain I, I, why you like the Pels? I don't necessarily like the Pels. I just think. It, it's, it's a spot to where I would probably take the Pels if I had to play the game. Now, when I look at the Pelicans, I'm not too crazy about taking this team. I mean, this is a team who, you know, they're just five and seven in their last 12 games. And we know that the Pelicans are an inconsistent team. So to me, I'm not crazy about taking the Pels, but I just wanted to highlight that this is a spot that, you know, typically when these teams play these two game series, that's a spot that I'm, I'm kind of looking to take. So if I have to take anything, that's probably what I'm taking. Um, I have this number at Pelicans minus where I have this number at. I have this at number at like Pelicans minus five. So I have it right on the number. So um, I'm not too interested in playing this game. I think the the, the better play is the over. Yeah, now, the over is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, that's the, that's the one that stands out to me. Now, there's a game that I like. And you could tell me what you think about it. I like the Blazers Grizzlies under 209. And, you know, the big reason why I like this game is that you got two really bad offenses. First things first. Um, These are offenses who if you look at the last. I mean, shoot, you look at the entire year. These two these these two offenses are are, are bottom 10. Um, The Blazers and the Grizzlies. But you also look at let's let's go back to the last eight games. The Blazers are 28th in pace, and the Grizzlies are 24th. So these two teams play a slow-paced game. So I really like that. And, you know, when you look at the spot for these two teams, I mean, they are well-rested. But, I mean, I think well sometimes well-rest is a good thing because you're not tired, and you're not just going to be lazy, and you're going you're gonna to handle your rotations correctly. So I like the under in this game. What's your thoughts? 
I always like to find ways that I could relate to professional athletes and the tired front is something that we all deal with. And we Mm -hmm. also all know that when we played pickup, when you get the ball, you have energy. When you're on Mm -hmm. offense and rocks in your hand, you don't feel your legs. You're ready to get to the cup. So the tired leg shows more on defense when you're having to cover, when you're having to twitch and react to someone else's moves. So the person who's got the ball on offense isn't feeling it. It's tough in any situation to play an under 209 in 2024 in the NBA uh, mm-hmm. until we get to Minnesota uh, Timberwolves playoff games, which I'm sure me and you look to un- look forward to unders there. Um mm-hmm. But the way the Grizzlies have been playing recently, they've just been dumping the ball down to Jaron early and often and setting the tone down low. So mm. if it's going to be that kind of game, it's going to be a recipe for an under. We're seeing the market move and all my normal indicators when I take out my basketball angles. If I look at the betting splits, it does show it is to be a sharp side. Uh, sharp books are moving in that direction. So, yeah, I think your eyes are completely right. It's just mm. a scary to take a, a, a 209 under in 2024. I mean, I look at it like this. My model has this at 206. Model yeah. has this at 206. And when you look at just offensive ratings, the Grizzlies are 30th in offensive rating, 108 points per one of possessions in their nine garbage time minutes. The Blazers are 29th, 108 points per one of possessions in their nine garbage time minutes. If you just look at the last two weeks per cleaning of the glass, it gets even worse. I mean, you're talking about both of these teams being tied for 29th in offensive rating. At 99 points per under possessions. I mean, Jeez. you're taking us back to the 90s at that point. So, Raheem, would you take, it, it, would you, go ahead, sorry. It, like, if you're scoring just 99 points per under possessions, I, I, like, I mean, you're talking, I mean, you're talking about even if these teams played a 100 possession game, you're still going under the total. So, right. I really like that one. Would you look in that situation to play a Grizzlies team total under if they're the team that's been worse in offensive efficiency and they're the favorite? So you know that they're going to get slightly more than 50% of that total because it's going to be priced in with their two-point favorite. So maybe you get an extra point and a half on their side and you just play under their team total. Would you? Is that a direction you like? Um, I mean, it's not It's not one that I've, you know, I've never, I've, I've thought about in terms of this particular game. But I, I just think, I mean, one of these two teams, I mean, like you could easily see if you get 100 to 90 game, easily. either way, it just wouldn't surprise me. So yep. I'm going to go under on this total. Um, That's one that really, really stands out for me. Now, um, is there any other games for you to stand out that you have played? Uh, I'm like hesitant and I'm wait. I played Warriors minus 2.5. I, I between Warriors and Milwaukee Bucks, they're kind of just two NBA favorites on the road. They seem like trap situations where I'm trying to convince myself that the team is playing well enough to back them. Uh, But I think the interesting one to talk about is Clippers Wizards. uh, Mm -hmm. Quickly, Raheem, do you know the trick with the NBA number? Before you get the Clippers Wizards, I got to tell you that I disagree with you on the Warriors and Raptors. So after you hit Clippers Wizards, let's go back to that Raptors game. We're going to talk through through that. All right. Cool. You can get me to cash out of my plus CLV ticket, which for FanDuel is so great because you could do that at even money. So let's talk mm-hmm. about Wizards Clippers. Uh, do you know the, the magic trick of the number 15 in NBA spreads, Raheem? No. What is it? So if you go back, my numbers go back, I think, 27 seasons. This will be the 28th season. Minus 15 is the only number where if you bet it on the closing line, it is blindly profitable. It is. We talk about that 52.38. This is the only one that's covered 
north of the 52.38 if you just took every closing line minus 15 for like damn near the last 30 years. So seeing it there, it's one of those situations where Wizards are on the second leg of that LA back-to-back. They just played against the Lakers. Now they get the Clippers. Uh, Is it one of those situations where the line can't even be priced out far enough, where it should be minus 17.5 or minus 18, but Betters are always taken at plus 15 because they're thinking this is too far. There's not heavy money on a minus 15 because it's a steep spread. or there's So there's not going to be sharp action taking that side. Minus 15, I, I'm not on it. I just, every time I see it, I am reminded that blindly this is profitable. Interesting. So, the like, I, I, t- I typically don't want to lay large spreads because... No, no. Like... Like the biggest thing is that these teams don't care at a certain point. Like even if they do cover the number, you're talking about a team who just does not care, and they'll let a team back into the game, especially you know with the swings in today's NBA. So you're, it's just the motivation isn't there to cover that big number. Now the thing that stands out to me about this particular game is I like the under. Um, you know this one opened at two forty. Um, I think we're looking at two thirty eight right now. I have this at 238. Um, so it's it's kind of unfortunate. Um, you know, by the time you get in this podcast, we're a little bit late to the party, but this feels like a dead nuts under to me just because I mean you're talking about a Clippers team who offensively they haven't been the same. Last two weeks, 110 points per under possessions. And this Wizards team back to back, LA flu. They played the Lakers last night in overtime. I just don't see how you get a lot of points in this game. So this feels like an under to me. Now, let's get back to this Raptors-Warriors game. I actually disagree with you. And I think this Raptors team has, you know, they found something recently, particularly on the offensive end of the floor. I think they've been, you know, very dynamic. You look at the last two weeks, seventh in offensive rating, 121 points per 100 possessions. They have the better offense here. Like, and they're taking on this Warriors team who... You know, they played New York last night. Now you got to fly into Toronto. I just think this number is a little bit too high. And I think this should be closer to a pick em, um, based on where these teams are. So I actually like the Raptors. What's your thoughts? I was simply going the other way and thinking this is a nice, uh, although it's kind of a buy high on the Warriors because they've been pl- playing well. It's also a sell high on the Raptors. I mean, they're, what are they doing at pizza party this afternoon with since they won three straight? The coach promised them. So... Uh, or team dinner or something, but I was thinking Raptors coming into this game after a bevy of wins and at home, and you have the Warriors on that back-to-back. They did not have that tough of a game yesterday against New York, so I wasn't worried about it, although the trip to go into Toronto is never a fun one. You do have to go through customs, so it is a kind of one of those uh, kind of daunting trips, even though you're only coming from New York, so quick flight, but long travel day, uh, and especially late at night. I, I felt like the Warriors' sense of urgency, the way that they've been playing, the rotations have been so much cleaner. Since Draymond's been back, they've actually been just great. I, I trust this team to stack up a win, and it was a nice little sell high on the Raptors. So I hear you, but my reasoning's actually exactly that, but the other side of it. So I'm glad that we're on the same reasoning, even though we're on different sides. Yeah, I, I just think it's, I mean, it's a bad situational spot for this Warriors team. Three and four plus back-to-back. The Raptors offense has just been, I mean, absolutely dynamic. To me. And I just think this is a spot to where they can get off. So um, I know like the public will be on the Warriors here, 
but my model just makes this my, my model likes the, the Raptors and I, I like I have to play it. So um, like that, that's probably one of my favorite games of the night, believe it or not. Now, we have one more game that I really want to, you know, speak on um, Milwaukee Bucks, Chicago Bulls. You, you said you, you lean towards the Milwaukee Bucks in this spot. Um, also on a back to back road favorite. This is, Ugh. this I mean, this is I mean, this is another game that it feels like the public is going to be on. Um, now, this is one where my motto actually likes the Bulls as well. Now, I'm not, you know, suggesting playing this. Um, you Alex Caruso is a game time decision. So I, like he's questionable with a, um, a hamstring injury. So you want to make sure he's playing. But, you know, the Bucks played last night. Um, and everybody's like, there's not too many people in the injury report outside of Middleton. So I expect Middleton to miss, but I mean, how are you approaching this game? I think it's a total stay away. I personally like the over, but the whole market's moving towards the under, especially if Caruso is going to be out. He left last game with the hamstring injury. So generally I don't expect him to play in the you know short return from a hamstring injury when the Bulls are kind of stuck in that play-in zone. There's no reason for it right now. Uh, mm-hmm. The Bulls have been playing abject disaster basketball lately. I liked the over, thinking that this is just going to be ball in Kobe White's hands because the Bucks can't guard anyone on the perimeter, and the Bulls do have some perimeter scoring options. DeRozan gets to the free throw line relentlessly against this Milwaukee team. I mean, he will just bait and switch on Lopez and get him to hook every single time. Uh but Milwaukee's just been playing great basketball, finally. Defense looks good. Offense, you know that offense can always flow. I liked the over, but the whole market was moving under. I liked the Bucks, but I understand situationally it's a terrible spot. So I, I haven't betted at all. I'm trying to convince myself one way or the other, but ugh, I, I can't seem to do it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay away from this game. Um, you know, someone really sharp that I trust. They like the Bulls, particularly if Alex Caruso plays. So that's all I yeah. can give you on that game. But I, it, it just feels like a night to where you look at some of these games and the public is all, is going to be all on Milwaukee. Public is going to be all on the Golden State Warriors. And I I'm not sure right those now. are like the most profitable angles. So I got I, I got to be honest with you guys right there. Um now, I see 82 percent and eighty six percent of money at respective books on Milwaukee. So they say those casinos in Vegas don't get built because eighty six percent of people win their money. <laughs> As always, I mean, I mean that at the end of the day, it's like I'm not really big into public bet splits, but I do think there are some obvious public sides which you know can get yourself into trouble. Um, now, there's an interesting game between the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Sacramento Kings. Um, the injury report is, I mean, kind of ugly. You got De'Aaron Fox. He's questionable. You got Anthony Edwards. He's questionable. Um, how are you approaching this game? It's another stay away, mainly because those two teams, the value of the numbers are incredibly fair. Uh, moving between the six and the 6.5, I don't think we're going to get to the five or the seven. Seven being the most common outcome in the NBA. Five being the second most common outcome and the most frequent spread number that pushes. So those numbers are very valuable. So movement in between this zone, super important to watch and to try and pick off. If you could be on the right side of movement in this area, I mean, you kind of almost just want to just have that as a ticket. I couldn't tell which direction that this was going to go from. So from my perspective, and that's because of the injury report, you'd have to track the beat writers closer to shoot around. 
Uh, I'm hoping that Minnesota holds and covers. I have some futures tickets on them to have a strong end of the season. Uh, I know that they came out of the All-Star break with seven straight home games, so this is part of their homestand. They looked weak at the start against the Bucs, then seemed to have gotten it rolling a bit. This Kings team's a bit overrated. If you look at their like net rating versus their uh, win-loss record, they're closer to a 500 team in their net rating. So, I mean, I'm very bullish on the Timberwolves, but at this number, I think I might just stay away. Yeah, this is you? a stay away from me as well, just because when I, when, I, when I look at these two teams, I mean, at the end of the day, when you have... De'Aaron Fox questionable, you have Anthony Edwards questionable, when you have just the spot that, you know, the Wolves are in, three and four, it, it's just, it's it's not a good spot. So if I had to play anything on this game, I'll play Rudy Gobert over rebounds. Um, I think this is a spot to where, you know, he could dominate against the bonus. I would look towards that direction, but I don't really have anything on the side. Um, the total, I would lean towards the under, but I mean, you're, you're basically waiting out this injury report here. So, um, your best bets for tonight. I know you named the only, them earlier. I want you to recap them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only three that I'm definitely on are Cavaliers, Pistons under 222 and a half. I'd play that to 221 and a half. I took Warriors minus two and a half. Raheem is giving me the heebie-jeebies on it. And the Pacers, Pelicans over. Uh, I got it at 238. I would still play that up to 238 and a half, 239. I think it's that's comfortable. And those would be my three. I didn't actually play the Clippers, even though I had eyes on that 15. Okay, so I mean, for me, I, I I agree with you on that Cavs under. I really like that, especially if Donovan Mitchell doesn't play. I think you want to you want to look out for that. I have the Blazers Grizzlies under two oh nine. I also agree with you on the Indiana Pacers and the New Orleans Pelicans over. And I also like the Toronto Raptors plus three. That's our show for today. I'm Raheem Palmer, aka the Rostradamus. As always, y'all know how it's going down. You could check out Make Michael Fiddle on Twitter. What's your Twitter name? At Fiddle's Picks. I thought I was cute with the fiddle sticks, fiddle's picks. It's kind of it's kind of wearing thin on me, but go follow me on Twitter. I, I actually just put up pictures of lines and just say, hey, I'm playing this right now. So I try and make it pretty easy. I write a free newsletter for people. I do some writing for the Action Network. I host a podcast. If you follow me on Twitter at Fiddle's Picks, you could see all of my work. Make sure you check him out. Y'all know how it's going down. The great handicapper. So follow him on Twitter. Check him out at the Action Network. Check him out. I think he has a newsletter. He has a podcast. He has everything that you need. So I'm Raheem Palmer, a.k.a. The Roster Domus. Make sure you check us out. East Coast Bias next week. Y'all know how it's going down. We are out. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with the Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, Vermont, and Virginia. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42 in Arizona. 1-888-789-789. 7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. 
1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit GamblingHelplineMA.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK in New York. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.